0: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, and a happy Father's Day to all of our fathers, both living and those whom we remember who have departed this life. I'm friends with a local shop owner, and we have uh, she, knowing that uh, I'm a priest in the Orthodox Church and knowing what the Orthodox Church is, I didn't have to explain it to her. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> um, we've we've had a number of conversations, and she likes to sometimes turn the conversation in that direction. I don't always. But uh, her... Mother was uh, Roman Catholic, her father, Buddhist. Interesting combination, huh? And so she grew up in the Roman Catholic Church, left it as a teenager because of things that she didn't like. And she says, uh, My basic philosophy comes from the advice that my dad gave me. You just need to find and practice a religion that will make you feel good about yourself. And, I w- and and that wasn't happening for me in the Roman Catholic Church. Now, <clears throat> maybe that sounds right. Does that sound right? You just need to find and practice a religion that will make you feel good about yourself. That sounds right, doesn't it? You know, when I heard it, It didn't sound right. (laughs) And um, being the usually polite person that I am, I didn't uh, confront it. But it's something that has stuck with me and something that she has repeated to me more than once. And I'm bringing it up again today. These first three gospel lessons after Pentecost are not feel-good sermons by any means. The Sermon on the Mount from which two of them are taken is about the furthest thing from a feel-good sermon that I could possibly imagine. (laughs) You know... uh, We get upset sometimes when we hear sermons that don't make us feel good, right? So we've just, I'm assuming we've pretty much admitted here that that, uh, just find and practice the religion that'll make you feel good about yourself is not really a correct statement, but yet I get upset when I hear a sermon that doesn't make me feel good. We like to hear sermons that inspire. We don't like to be challenged in the most fundamental ways. We only want to be challenged in the mind. The Sunday of, uh, of All Saints, we hear this. The, the Lord said to his disciples, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father as heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Really? He would really do that? I thought Jesus was nice. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. I thought that was what being a Christian was about. Loving your father and your mother, loving everybody. He knows, uh, but you have to love me more than them. Can he get away with saying that? How audacious! Wait a second. No, he's God. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Many that are first will be last, and the last first. You mean we're not necessarily going to be rewarded according to our worldly successes? That doesn't sound fair. Last Sunday... We hear that the disciples immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. We hear that immediately James and John left the boat and their father and followed Jesus. What does this mean? Is this, uh, I mean, yeah, all right. I mean, we kind of visualize it and we see it, the disciples, and they left and followed Jesus. Let me put it a slightly different way. But I believe it's the same way. Immediately, the disciples left their nets. That is, they left their jobs, their their employment, their occupation. They left it and followed Jesus. Immediately, James and John left their boat and their father. What did they leave? Their livelihood and their family. They left their livelihood and their family to follow Jesus Christ. Today, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you as well. The Lord says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is this darkness. Rather than trying to figure this one out, I turn to St. Nikolai for help. (laughs) Let me read to you what he says. It's very interesting. Because he says that those who have turned away from God, that's everybody. (laughs) Mankind who has turned away from God, God has left two things for us to find our way back. Nature and our mind. Nature as a book and our mind to read the book. And so he says... A a person who's not a Christian has one talent, the mind, to guide them back through the book of nature. He says, though, that Christians have five talents. We've been given five things the mind, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the church, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, five gifts, five lights. When a person who is not a Christian turns to nature to read and interpret it, he has the light only of a single candle, the mind. When a a Jew turns to nature to read and interpret he has two candles, the mind and the Old Testament. But when a Christian turns to nature to read and interpret it, he has the light of five candles, the mind the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Church, and the Holy Spirit. So what are we receiving in this gift of Pentecost? Um, I think a great responsibility. Because if I have the five candles, that's great. If I don't use them, that's really bad news. I like to think of these first three Sundays after Pentecost uh, uh, as kind of a group of, summer, uh, of, of sermons called the, the Cost of Discipleship. What's it going to cost me? You know the answer, don't you? Everything. Everything. He gives an interesting illustration on our responsibility to use these five candles. He says, if two men find themselves in the same darkness, where let's say a a man walks by the light of five candles and then finds them extinguished, he will be in a greater darkness than a man who walks by the light of one candle. When two men find themselves in the same darkness, it is darker to the eyes who one who comes from the greater light. But those who walk by the light of just one candle with a pure and undarkened mind can pierce through the valley of it better than the one with the five-branch candlestick. So if we've been given these five candles, these five gifts, and we don't use it, how great is the darkness within us? This This is how I believe St. Nikolai is interpreting this for us and helping us to understand it. And then he says, No man can serve two masters, for he'll hate one and love the other, be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And then he says, Don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you'll drink, your body, what will you put on? The soul is more than food. The body, more than clothing. And then he gives all these examples. Look how the lilies and you know the birds of the air are clothed greater than Solomon and such. For the Gentiles seek these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. You mean the ones with the one candle? (laughs) That's what they're seeking? And I have five candles? You know, if we come back to the beginning, after we've read through this gospel lesson, if we come back to the beginning... We begin to understand what he's talking about the eye. And how great is the darkness within us if we don't use the gift of Pentecost. If we go seeking after these other things after we've got the five candles. Are you guilty? I'm guilty. I'm guilty. We need to repent today. It's only been three weeks and we've got to already repent? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Realize the gifts that we have been given and use them and don't extinguish them. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. The message is so simple, isn't it? Trust God. Trust God. And he will take care of us. Amen.